Welcome to another edition of Hawk Off the Press. After the final score, I'm John Steppe, joined by Mike Kloss. And got another win to talk about. 24-3 Iowa win. A convincing one at that. Last game you could say, well, it's Northwestern. And probably should have said that looking at Northwestern's 1-7 record at the time. But now you look at it and you say, that's a quality win here. Yeah, it's a team that beat Iowa the last two times they met. Beat them soundly a year ago in Iowa City. And was favored by three and a half points. I believe it's the first time Iowa has won as as an underdog this season. Yeah, good win. They followed up Northwestern with what I think is a more impressive win. Purdue, uh, say what you will about their defense. To me, it's not very good. But the Purdue offense had averaged... Uh, 32, 33 points a game this season. And I think like 444 yards in that ballpark, uh, they didn't, you know, fire a shot against Iowa's defense. Three points, 250-some yards, just silenced. And Iowa's offense did more than enough to win a game against a, uh, a team that was and still is in the hunt for the Big Ten West title. And the thing, too, is that one scoring drive that they had, had it not been for that holding call on fourth down, that might have not even happened. So, of course, at the same time, if you didn't have the holding, could it have been a 40-yard play? I need to look at the film before saying anything definitively on that. But that really speaks to just how great of a defensive game it is. But I think the surprise really has been the offense considering what we've seen the first six weeks to see effective passing, effective rushing with Caleb Johnson, really an all-around solid performance from the offense. Yeah, I mean, you knew for seven weeks that the offensive line was the root of Iowa's problems. The quarterback gets all the blame, but the offensive line wasn't any good. And then in game eight, the offensive line looks comfortable and competent. And then in week nine, in this game that just concluded a couple hours ago, uh, the offensive line did a great job. Petrus has got time to pass. He doesn't feel like a sitting duck all the time. And I don't know where it came from. I mean, I guess it's just, you know, maybe it's the nature of human beings and athletes that at some point in time things are going to start clicking. But... They have started to click. Now, I grant you that they haven't played the two best defenses in the last two weeks, but they played other so-so defenses and stumbled. Uh, This is definite progress. They've got a running game, which they haven't had for most of the season. They've got a running back unlike any that they've had since perhaps Sean Green in 08 a big guy who can run, and what a find they have in this kid. I mean, to me, he's the he's the package. Speed, athleticism, power. Uh, the, once he got through the hole on that 75-yard touchdown, nobody was going to catch him. And uh, 200 yards, that's the first time they've had anybody do that in seven years. Yeah, since 2015 with that's the Akron Wadley. It's a lot of games, and it's a Big Ten road game he did it in. So, whereas I'm not sure people found reason to be excited for most of this season, 
I think you might want to watch Iowa just to see what this Caleb Johnson does. Yeah. And we just got back from the drive back to our hotel, so I haven't seen the Illinois-Michigan State score lately. So with that, you look at it, you probably needed a certain set of circumstances to happen for Iowa to realistically be kind of quote-unquote in the hunt for a Big Ten West title, and every box seems to be checked with what's happened today. Still a long ways to go before yeah, anointing anybody I don't, to I don't know what you're even talking about, but if they win the rest of their games, they could finish tied for first place. I don't know how the tiebreakers work, and I don't care. Yeah. Well, if it's Illinois, Illinois won the head-to-head. We could talk for hours about the tiebreakers, but that's a whole nother point. So looking ahead, Wisconsin, another team kind of like Northwestern and Purdue that has had Iowa's number. but And it's also an interesting team to evaluate considering that there's the Paul Chris time and the Jim Leonard time, and they've looked like you know two different teams. But it'll be a, another interesting matchup and another winnable game. Well, they're running in parallel paths. They are both 5-4 and four overall and 3-3 three and three in the Big Ten. They both were kind of in the dumper a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Wisconsin is looking like Wisconsin under Jim Leonard. They, I thought Maryland would give them a tougher game than they did today in Madison, but Wisconsin, it wasn't a runaway, but Wisconsin won. Wisconsin had control of that game. And it looks like it's a team of players who want to help Jim Leonard get that full-time job, which I don't think anything's going to stop it from happening. But as long as there's an element of doubt, I think that he's a he's somebody that the, the players are playing very hard for. And so it'll be a Wisconsin-Iowa game, and I guess that'll be interesting to a certain segment of the people out there. But it's going to be interesting to me that the the uh, Purdue-Illinois game will be the one with more championship ramifications that same day, and, and both of them coming off losses today. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Looking into it, I was thinking, wow, okay, if Purdue can beat Iowa, I'm sure Illinois will beat Michigan State, but neither of those things happened, so it continues to have championship well, ramifications. Well, it's the Big Ten West, you know? It, it's mediocre. It was mediocre last year. Uh, if you look at the schools in the Big Ten West, you say to yourself that that's a pretty good volleyball division. <laughs> a very good, an elite volleyball yeah. division. Football, not so much. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. That game will certainly be on my DVR, but... What game's that? The Illinois-Purdue one. Yeah, you couldn't pay me to watch it. <laughs> I mean, why me, would that be on your DVR? You've seen both teams. You don't need to see them again. Well, to see the Big Ten West ramifications. Yeah, well, do you watch C-SPAN to see the ramifications of, you know, soybean prices on uh, Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I can't take any more of this, John. <laughs> I'm out. Well, that should be a good reminder to go out and vote, speaking of C-SPAN, but... 
That'll do it for this edition of Hawk Off the Press after the final score. I'll be back with another edition this week ahead of the Wisconsin game. Until then, we will talk Hawks later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.